Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sire Says Podcast, Episode 9. And today is a day which I'm very excited about because I've been preparing this podcast for a long time. There's been a long time coming. It's finally here. It's the first non-sports podcast because we are going to be talking about Line of Duty. And I've got two very, very special guests for it. Um, these are first-time guests, and I'm going to introduce them. Our first guest is uh, my good friend, Divian. Divian, how are hey, you, mate? guys. I'm good, mate. I'm good. And uh, I'm just re-watching the entire Line of Duty series because I can't stop. So I'm an I'm a avid fan. Love it. Love it. So Divian, just give you some background. Divian has an, uh, a master's in screenwriting. That is correct, right? Yep. Master's. Uh, just, just finished. Uh, not just finished, sorry. Finished uh, last year, but then because of the pandemic, obviously, that we're all living in. I haven't been able to graduate, but I'm graduating virtually now next month. So that's good. Nice. Lovely. Um, so yeah, he'll be giving us, I think, uh, quite a uh, screenwriting point of view of the series and the ending and stuff. And our second guest is uh, another really good friend of mine. It is Neil Nobeen. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me on board. Um, yeah, like, uh, again, really similar to Divian, just an avid fan of Line of Duty. Um, <clears throat> Who is absolutely. it, let's be honest? Yeah, it's, it's probably one of the best shows I've, especially from like a, a, a British production perspective that mm. I've watched um so a lot of controversy with the final episode as well as the final season uh so yeah really excited to get stuck in and to discuss that definitely me too mate um so before we go any further um we will of course be talking about major spoilers so if anyone listening has not watched it at all or doesn't know the ending uh, i'm giving you this as your uh, spoiler warning if you don't haven't seen it yet, I take it in raw, never seen before. I don't want it spoiled for you. If you haven't seen it, this is your opportunity. I'll just suggest turn off right now. Um, don't listen watch to it the show. <laughs> and then come back to it. If you have seen it, please stay with us. We'll have some uh, very interesting points, I say. Um, so I'm going to assume the people that don't mind spoilers or have watched it are still with us and the people that haven't have less. So let's not mess around um, because we're going to get straight into the heart of it. And that is the season six ending, the pulverizing season six ending, which revealed H or the fourth man to be none other than Ian Buckles. <laughs> um, Divian, as a screenwriter guy, um, I'm going to hand over to you here because I did not enjoy the ending very much. Um, but from a, but what did you think of it? See, I'm, 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 I know between the three of us, I'm the minority who did enjoy it and who did think it was a good idea. And let me explain why, right? It's because, and, and, and you guys are, are, are laughing right now because you guys both think I'm crazy. But, so Ian Buckles, in the first five seasons, you would never think of him as anyone important, as anyone even remotely connected to anything that we as viewers need to know about, right? Because he's just not positioned as an important character he's not positioned as someone who we really should care about in the first in the first few in the first seasons you know one two three four and five it was all about uh arnott kate and even in the first season it was di gates who i love but you know ian buckles was always there but he was just never positioned as the lead guy or as someone important now i'm not being funny had it been anybody else remotely connected it would have been too obvious so like yeah, Buckles comes out, 
and like, oh my God, it's him. What the hell? It, like, I know there was there was a lot of negative reactions from from you guys and everyone and most other people. But for, for me, in my standpoint, they're just missing the point because they that's the shock factor that they wanted. Neil, I can I saw you shaking your head there when he said he loved it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over to you and uh, okay. share your so, thoughts. I was shocked for about five seconds before I was looking at the TV, thinking, "Really, really, <laughs> really? really?" Because I get the shock factor, but Ian Buckles himself was a dog shit character. Like yeah, yeah. you put <laughs> yeah. Just- he's like. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about the operation. I don't know. I don't know anything. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like every encounter he had with, you know, Steve Arnott or Kate, whoever it might be, he just seemed so out of touch as to what was going on. Maybe, you know, it was part of his OCG character, but in terms of like the development, the build up, the unraveling to say, this is H, the guy that we've been chasing for God knows how many seasons. He's been on a laptop. You know, he's been sending threats, has been commanding the killings. And it turns out to be a guy who can't even do like an operation properly anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, just seemed like a bit of a letdown. So, and to be honest, I think what even made it worse was, okay, if you're going to have Ian Buckles as H, then at least make the interview really thrilling like make Mm. him have you know a joker kind of personality split personality where he comes across Mm. like this stupid guy but in reality he's like a criminal mastermind Mm. it was all a front Mm. he's like this really confident character that really was trying to drive all these killings you know he's he's a cold-blooded individual we got none of that we literally got a dopey character just saying yeah it was me there's nothing you can do um, and I think what would have made it nice and I know it kind of made the crowd go towards it but Patricia Carmichael and this is why I'll throw it back to you guys I think she would have been a great H just as like a, a, fr- a last minute thriller similar to how Doc Cotton turned out to be well they unraveled he was the caddy like a mm. season before but in terms of like everyone finding out, that was really good. And then the PA secretary who I f- I've forgotten her name is really bad of me. Uh, sorry, sorry, Neil. Is that the is that that woman, um, Rita? Yes, I think I believe it's Rita. She she turns out to be you know working for the OCG. She was close to the dot. That was like a really great unraveling. So. If you're going to go down those lines, I think Patricia Carmichael unraveling her as H in the same kind of way. Now mm. that would have, but again, I don't know. I'll throw it back to you guys on what you think about Ian, Rob, like yourself. Yeah, it just mm. felt very, very underwhelmed. Especially, by the way, one last thing, especially no, because it might be a season finale. Like this might be the last season we ever have of this show. Yeah. And you're going to be this guy. Is like, <laughs> sorry, carry on. No, sorry. Right. Um, yeah, I was very much in the same boat as you. So me and the missus were sat there watching it. Right, we had the scene where they're like, <laughs> oh, him. you know, you had that scene with um, Hastings, Kate, and uh, Steve, and they're like, oh, look at the signature. 
And at that point, I thought, oh, shit, you know, I thought like we'll have this sort of thing where they read the document with the um, with the misspelling and it was going to turn into like Hastings or something and be like, what? why is your signature on this? And it'll be like, what? But it didn't. So I thought, OK, must be some big name coming into the office. You know, you saw his jumper and all that. And then he sat down. It was some dopey cunt, you know, <laughs> and then for that next 10 minutes, he just sat there going, no comments, no comments. Yeah. Um, I was just, I was, I, I mean, to be honest, Neil, I was the same as you. I was just like, are, are you serious? Because, yeah, it just, I just didn't buy it. Like, I think, yeah, I agree with you. Like, if it had been sort of a split personality kind of thing, um, almost like, um, slight spoiler warning now here as well. Um, but a bit like Primal Fear. Um, I'm sure you've both seen it where it's like, yeah. oh my God, but it's, it makes sense at the same time. Whereas this was just like, oh, okay, like credits rolled. I thought, oh, that was, that was it. Like, okay. It was just very unsatisfying. Divian, I feel like, uh, sorry, oh, I feel, I feel like uh, you had something to say there. No, but anyway, I, 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 mean, I, I, I get, I get, I get where you guys are coming from in terms of that way. But I ask you this question, right? Because to the point that Neil just said, and I, and I promise I'm not being a dick. I'm not being argumentative, but it's just something that's bothering me. You just said, Neil, that, you know, um, the fact that the interview would have been, would have been sure should have been, uh, what did you say? More, more impactful, more, more thrilling is what you said. Yeah. That, that I agree with. Like, but so my question is this, are you guys upset about who it was or the way it was revealed? Cause they're two different things. Both. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same boat, bit of both really. So, so, yeah. so if, so say, for example, if I was writing it, say, for example, if I had made the decision and I, and it's, and I, had, and I had you two guys as, as counsel, if I made the decision to, to okay, okay, guys, it is Hastings. You guys don't like it, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm writing it, it's my decision, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, if you guys don't like it, fine, but that's the way we're going. Okay, how can I make the scene impactful? What, so what would you have, if you couldn't change who it was, what would you have done to make that scene more, sort of thrilling open uh, you, open question which two it was sorry do you, don't you mean if i didn't change who it was like yeah. isn't so ian buckles is still h but it's how would h. i make yeah, it exactly it goes back to what i mentioned where okay if you're going to make it ian buckles like make him have a split personality like primal mm. film him come across as like this criminal mastermind cold-blooded individual who really you know really wanted to see the success of the OCG but if anything the whole time he as he described himself he was just a puppet he wasn't yeah. really H in the same capacity as the others who were labeled H yeah. he was you know someone that the OCG used to funnel criminal activities to organize these one-off events and again as shown by the interview he came across just as a dummy he didn't really show any kind of tenacity or um you know hate against kate and arnott yeah there were so many opportunities for him to reference as well you know he made a lot of hiccups uh even on the last operation that they carried out what was it what uh lime white house lime house uh operation lighthouse Say lighthouse. I was trying to think of it myself. Yeah, I think he's the one who balls up, right? Quite in the initial outlay for them 
uh, to driving out as part of the investigation. And it's like, you can reference things there. You can refer to so many, you know, silly mistakes he's made in individual seasons, but nothing was referenced. It was, as Rob said, a no comment, no comment, no comment mm. conversation. Wasted about 10 minutes of fun, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, I'll let you go. I was going to say, if you don't want me adding a point there, I think, because I, th- I, I think back to when, um, for example, Doc Cotton, right? Like, fair enough, we knew he was, he was bent, right? But what, what I think, this is where I think they went wrong with Ian Buckles, is that at least with Dot, to the police, there is fellow police officers, we, we saw the side of him where he was like this loyal cop, he would do anything, you know, he's, 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 he's the man. And then really, he's this, you know, this dark guy who will like literally kill people for the end goal, whereas Ian Buckles was just some random brummy guy who apparently yeah. is some sort of like, you know, some sort of, like you said, criminal mastermind. Dave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. I feel like you had something to say there, so I'm gonna yeah. throw it back so, to you. So just, just, just based off of what you guys just said, you you said Neil two seconds ago, right? That th- that Ian Buckles was basically a puppet, right? And that he was that in no way was he positioned. And Rob, you, Rob, you said this as well. That in no way was he positioned as someone who makes any sort of important decisions, right? That's that's what you guys meant, right? Isn't that the entire premise of the, of the entire story that that the, cor- the, the corruption of the police goes way beyond what we see on the surface. So on the surface, if, I, if I'm, a, if I'm a, a cop and I'm in AC12 and I'm trying to figure out who's, who's behind all this stuff, Ian Buckles, like you said, to your point, is just the fall guy. Do you know what I mean? There's someone bigger than him, someone bigger than him, someone bigger than that guy, who is making all these decisions? It's not just one person, you know? It's like when, um, I'm trying to think now, when back, when, when Dot, for example, got, when, when, at the end of the first season, when, when, you know, Andy Hunter, Andy Hunter, um, the, 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 Thomas the, Hunter, is that what you are? Uh, Tommy Hunter, yes. Yeah. When the scene in the, the scene in the, in the, in the, in the police van where, you know, Tommy Hunter gets arrested and you're, and you're thinking, fuck yeah, you know, that's that's the main guy that, that that they got, and all of a sudden, like you said, you see Dot. When my, that's my point, when one person gets taken down, the other another person has to keep has to now take the reins. Do you know what I mean? So mm. there's layers and layers and layers of storytelling here that maybe could have been told better or to, or told in a different way. I'm not arguing that point, but you know, it's not just about one guy. So while you guys are saying that, you know. Uh, Ian Buckles is 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 not not you know not someone who's important not someone who's a bit maybe a bit underwhelming because of how he's portrayed. I can uh, but I agree with you on that completely on that situation. But that but therein lies that's the point. Do you know what I mean? I think we knew that though. As in Rob, so uh, I see you're about to speak. Sorry, so go for it. Well, I think we. I don't think we needed Ian Buckles to be revealed as H to get the sentiment that OCG's power is really strong because from season one, I'm pretty sure we've seen like the prison parole officers are being puppeted by OCG. You know, you sense they're intimidated. That kind of signifies what they're trying to show to your point of using Ian Buckles as that person to say, oh, you know, no matter where the level is, there's OCG presence everywhere. Like, again, we knew that from yeah. at least three, season three onwards. 
to your other point, you mentioned there is someone big and there's someone greater than Ian Buckles making all these decisions. If it's me and it's a season finale, I want to know who. Yeah. 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 Rob, what? I was going was, was to say is um, I think what made it sort of weird with Ian Buckles is like with Dot and like the, a lot of the other members, we understood why they were doing it. But with Ian Buckles, it kind of felt like that they had some other stuff planned, but they, maybe they weren't given like the airtime or something because I still to this day don't know why he was an OCG member. Like if he's being blackmailed or if he was groomed into yeah. it, it just felt like, oh, oh shit, we've only got 60 minutes. Make it, yeah. make it good old Ian Buckles. See, sorry, Rob. That I agree with you. Just that point there. Yeah. What you just said. The fact that, you know, when it, when it, and I hate to harp on this. I just love that season. When, 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 when Tony Gates was revealed as a guy who was being corrupt, we understood why because he was being blackmailed, blah, blah, blah. Same with, you know, same with pretty much everybody else in that, in that seat, everybody else in the seasons before. I agree with that. So maybe, maybe, a point maybe the point is that it's not who the issue was it's not it's not who the person was it's how the story was told mm. which would support what you just said do you know what i mean because yeah. and neil you know jump in you know if you want to but i it feels to me because my parents we were watching it like you know like you guys were and they were pissed they were just like what the fuck is that like i, yeah. I, I we spent five seasons watching this shit we spent we've spent five, five five six seasons up to this point waiting for that, and that's how they reveal it. Mm. Like so, and I was just like, yeah, but you know, because I, I I think I don't think we've seen the I don't think that was the finale. As in, it was the finale finale of that season, but I don't think we've seen the last of Line of Duty. I could be wrong. Well, I, I think I he's supposed to step down now, right? Because he's supposed to be forced into retirement. Hastings, yeah. 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 So, if you're gonna have like Patricia Carmichael take over, I don't know. It kind of ruins the trio for me because I really liked Kate, Steve, and Hastings together. Yeah. That that trio is money. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I, that that's money. But again, it's yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Um, if under the hypothetical situation, because I don't know if it's confirmed. If that is the season finale and there's no more line of duty, it just goes off on like, it just ends on a really bad note. Mm. And I think what made it worse is like the director, I've forgotten his name, just like continuously trying to defend the ending on Twitter and stuff. And it was just really, really yeah. embarrassing. Jed Mercurio, right? Yeah. Yeah. That- yeah. Because the thing is, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but he has a masterclass out on BBC. In 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 screenwriting, I've Very heard much. about it, but not it's, seen it's any. It's really of it. good. It's a really good masterclass. It, it's um, it's 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 definitely something worth worth looking at if you, if if that's your thing. But he actually he actually talks about that a lot in his the, specifically because the masterclass was re- was released after the season had finished. So he talks about that a lot in his in his classes. That look, you know, there was some negative feedback and blah blah blah. But this is the way I did it. And this is why we, why we did it, and that that the explanation he gave he gave is the same one I just gave about you know higher 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 powers in in OCG other than what we see. So I I don't I I don't have an issue 
as much with who it was as to po- as as much as, as I do with how it was revealed. So I kind of flipped this question back to you, Divian. Go ahead. Let's say this is the last episode. Are you content leaving it there, knowing that there are higher powers, greater that are controlling OCG, that still exist, and you'll never know who it is? No, I'm not, and I, I I'm with you on that because. I'm not at all because I believe there's still there's still story left if you know what I mean by that there's still sometimes you so know you, you, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say you agree then maybe Ian Buckles wasn't the right person no I don't I don't I don't agree with that I and, and let me explain right so I don't agree he I don't agree with I don't mind the choice of Ian Buckles but I don't but I think that if that is if the, I think there's story still left on the table do you know what I mean? I think there's, in the sense of, you know, I'm intrigued by, okay, so say say Ian Buckles had a boss. Okay, well, who is that boss? Is it Philip Osborne? Is it somebody else? Is it Carmichael? Who is it? Do you know what I mean? It's There's still story left on the table. So I don't mind this, but I don't mind it being Buckles. But if that is the end of it, I'm not happy because there's still content left to be explored if that makes sense. Mm. Rob? Yeah, just to add to that, I feel like we kind of need another season because yeah, I, I think the way they did it, it kind of leaves it in a way where maybe it's kind of hard to, because obviously, like you said, Hastings is enforced into retirement. Um, AC12 was being like shut down. But yeah, I, I, I agree with what Neil said about there's like, these supposed figures now that we'll never know who it is. Um, and I just feel like it ended on a really a really sour note and I definitely have an issue with who H was and I think an even bigger problem with um, who it was, how it was done. Um, so I feel like if, to justify this ending, I almost feel like we need another um, another season to kind of say, okay, this is who was, abo- who was above them, above him. And kind of answer a lot of those questions because then at least it's like, okay, maybe this was that slightly underwhelming ending, but okay, now some questions are answered. So then then you guys, then you guys, is is that your is that your point of view, Neil, as well? I'd like another season, but I just I that's the thing. Like if it's confirmed there's another season, okay, I'm content with this ending. Well, I'm content knowing that there's another season, another opportunity for them to explore who the bigger characters are. Mm. But there isn't so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's ambiguous. Not, that's it. But it's I think, yeah. Go, go on, go on, please. No, it's just as it stands. Yeah. This, yeah. Like, this is the ending. This is the final episode ever. And to go off like that, I think, you know, with. Um, the trio going down the elevator, that final scene where it shows them leaving the building together, um, just kind of signifies, even if there is going to be a new season, who's to say it leads on from where it left off? Mm-hmm. And who's to say it's not a completely new storyline with newer characters introduced? Um, and also, I don't feel like they gave props to the... To the new character who worked alongside Steve Arnott, the the young lady. Is it? Uh, is that Chloe? Chloe. Yeah. Like she did an excellent job, but she didn't really. 
I was going to say something else, but never mind. She didn't get much of a, a, a deep dive into her character and background, mm. uh, which I felt like they were missing, to be honest, like character development with her. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think there was so much. I think, to be fair, I know the storyline was about the three of them, as in Hastings, Kate, and Arnold, but her Chloe's role in that story, in that, in that, in solving that case, cannot be understated, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's she she was so sort of she was a subtle character, but an equally as important one. Yeah, like Absolutely. her role wasn't it wasn't overplayed. It was subtly played if you know what i mean it was mm. like well she's the, she's she's doing the work that they don't have time to do because they're doing heavy lifting if you know what i mean mm. but that work is equally as important as anything else yeah yeah i feel so, like no sorry go on no go ahead oh, i just i'm, with, I'm sure. with him on that. yeah yeah i feel like chloe could have been um developed a lot more um because we kind of saw some interesting stuff, like when they were talking about the case, and she obviously got quite like emotional on about it, and um, we kind of got an understanding of like her mentality. But like considering the role she played, I felt I felt like we would have got a bit more backstory. Like when I was it season two when um, he had the new partner, um, Georgia. Like fair enough, they didn't develop her much, but then again, she got thrown out the window in the first episode. So that, that's fair enough. <laughs> but like she's played an integral role, and I still don't really know anything about her. But I did hear an interesting theory, um, and I don't know what you guys think about this theory, but apparently in season one, Divian's favourite person, Tony Gates, had a daughter named oh, yeah. Chloe, right? And one of the theories is, is that that is now apparently Tony Gates' daughter grown up, supposedly. Oh. Supposedly, mean, which could have been interesting mean, to have been played on. So, wow. so, so sorry, so, so, so the scene where, in the very first episode, where... And I and I and I'm just I hate to hard keep harping back on this, but I've just watched it. So it's the very first episode where they're sitting there and she's playing the piano. Mm. The little girl. That was supposedly Chloe that we see now. That was supposedly, yeah. So the older daughter supposedly is because I don't I don't think we ever got to hear her surname, the 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 Chloe of the season just gone. No. Um so apparently like people are saying that. Apparently that's Gates's daughter, but she's like changed her name because obviously because she doesn't, she didn't want to be like associated or something like that. But that's something that could have been like played on or could still be played on quite interestingly because obviously he was quite a major character and he his story kind of got the ball rolling for what we've seen now. Um, but yeah, we I, I don't know. I, I still uh, yeah I know. What do you think of of that theory? Do you reckon it's viable? And because it's quite- I'm not sure if the time time restraints work in terms of like how long has passed i think her name's chloe bishop bishop that's it so it's I, not... I don't i it's it, it could be plausible but it would need i would need to see more of chloe's backstory to believe it yeah i mean if they do make a season seven that could be an interesting thing to play yeah. on like oh, hold absolutely. on hold on a minute the gates the gates bloodline is still going maybe she wants answers or something that could be a pretty interesting you know, maybe maybe she want maybe 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 she could be you know an ocg member because she wants revenge on 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 the team who really didn't look out for her father when he was supposed to he and when he really didn't do anything wrong 
that could be pretty immense. I'm sorry, I need to find his name. Was it Ryan Pilkington? Right, yeah, good old Ryan Pilkington. The, 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 the little kid. The way they killed him off was the most horrendous. I'd like your thoughts on this, Divian, because that is the most horrendous screenwriting I've ever seen. <laughs> like, you have a character, right, that you've carried since season one. You've put him in a position where he's literally infiltrated AC12 or he's working alongside Kate. They finally, you know, he's murdered someone on the police force. <laughs> he's got, um, what, uh, I'm struggling with names, Joanne's, um, he has Maybe. Joanne by, not necessarily hostage, but he's got her, you know, very He's got quiet. her by the balls, basically, right? And you just shoot him and that's it. You just move on. Like, what was, what was the point? Like, again, it's mm. very I feel sorry. I'll let, I'll I'll push it back to you. Were you satisfied with how they treated Ryan? You mean in the end? As in, like how they treated his character, how they developed him, how they killed him off, everything. I was because I enjoyed the build up more. Sometimes, and this is not because. Of, of this is not because of my background it's just from a, from my point of view as, as a tv perspective sometimes a build-up is better than payoff sometimes you get you get people you get fans in a frenzy in in so much of a frenzy where like oh my god oh my god who is it who is it who is it and then like ryan pilkinson is the guy sometimes it's always more it's always more impactful i found to when the audience knows more than the character does do you know what I mean? So when we turn around and go, holy shit, Ryan Pilkinson is killing all these people and when are they going to find out? Blah, 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 blah. And then when they do find out, you're like, oh my God, now that's going to happen and they kill him. But I will say this. I'll ask you this. If he wasn't shot, how would you have killed him off? Because there's no doubt he had to die. So if you, if I had to write it, I'd put it as... He has the gun standoff, whatever, with Kate. Yeah. He caves in. He confesses. He speaks to Kate. He talks through his... Because he's just... He's a young kid. He's a young kid who might be scared of dying. So in that moment, when he's put in a position where he might lose his life, he actually shows his more feeble side. You know, he... He goes in, he gets arrested because literally, what, 10 minutes later, mm. the cavalry arrived and yeah. everyone got to the spot where Ryan had been shot. That's like a perfect opportunity for them to take him in, question yeah. him, and travels a ton of information on um, the OCG. And then he might get killed in, in prison or in jail, but that's just the nature of, as you mentioned, like, it's just something we'd expect, right? Like, the prison guards work for the OCG. Yeah, You've yeah. got part of the OCG. If Ryan goes in, he's going to die. But at least he's going to die nobly. So, mm. if you had to ask me how I'd write it, I would have liked a strong confession from him as to, like, how he was groomed, how the OCG run operations on kids. Because then that sets up, like, AC12 have all this information. What do they do with it? Mm. And 
up the next season where it's like, okay, do they tackle OCG's, you know, um, adoption of kids into, um, or that, that process of like grooming and growing them up. Um, so that's my answer. Rob, what do you think about it? Um, I think Ryan deserved better because from season one, he was, I know he was gone for a couple of seasons, but he was built up as this, you know, this young kid groomed by the OCG and then what one thing I loved about him is especially I will get to the to your to the point. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he came back in season five, like a, a what was he like a teenager now? Um, and then there was a line that really always sticks to me when when he's talking with is it, is it Lisa the mixed race one? Lisa, yeah, Lisa McQueen. And yes. she's like, oh, how's your studies going? And I thought, oh, you know, good for him. He's going uni and all that. That's what I thought. And next yeah. thing I know, I see him doing police training. I was like, what? So then yeah. he's in the police force. And and being this this strong character we've seen literally grow up from a little kid to a mole, um, I just felt like if he was going to go, he he deserved better. He need we, I felt like we needed to see that. So when I just see him lying there dead with two freaking bullet bullet wounds in his chest, I was just like, oh, that's it. Um, that's, yeah. I think I think he needed a nice powerful death. If anything, I would have swapped him out with Jimmy Lakewell and, and had his throat slit in the jail. If anything. I think you could have done the confession thing and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, Jimmy Lakewell did a noble thing. Like, yeah. that's the kind of outro I would have expected Ryan to have. Um, exactly that. Sorry, throw it back to you, Divian. I have, a, I have a different theory. I wasn't as upset about... I wasn't as upset about Ryan, the way Ryan died, as I was about Kate, the way that, that scene happened. Because in that scene... There are so many errors that Kate made from a story perspective that I'm just thinking as a cop, why would you do that? Mm. Like, like, why would you, you, you're a, you're a police officer, right? And I'll explain some of them in a minute. You're a police officer. You know about, you know, the dangers of getting in someone else's car and, and trusting people and blah, blah, blah. Why would you get into Joanne Davidson's car when she's saying, we know at this point that, Joanne Davis has been ordered to to basically set up Kate's murder, right? That was, you know, that was that, that was pretty much established on on the laptop and text the messages. And to add to that, okay, fine, we know that maybe Kate doesn't. Kate knows at this point that Joanne Davidson is fishy. There's something wrong mm-hmm. with her. You know what I mean? There's something something's not right, right? And she willingly, willingly gets into a car with her and drives her to the lake. Why as a cop, why have you taken all leave of your, of your senses? Mm. So I think Kate tr- fundamentally really trusted Joanne. Because... Yeah, know, Neil, but, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. Because even in the scene after Joanne set up Kate, um, I think, and like to your point, I get it. Like, why would you put yourself in the situation where Ryan could be around? Ryan could assassinate her. Joanne could assassinate her and just do the job. It is stupid. But the reason why, if, if I had to answer, like, why Kate went along with it and just did it, it kind of shows, like, how much trust she had in Joanne because I think she understood that. Was it before or after we learned that Joanne... Um, that was afterwards when, when we learned that, that, that he was, that Joanne Davidson was, was basically raped, was a product of, of 
Tommy Hunter's rape of her mother. That was afterwards. Mm. Okay. So then I kind of need to think back. Why was Kate so trusting in Joanne? Because even after the scene where, you know, she kills Ryan or whatever, like she's walking with Joanne so comfortably, you know, they're going to the locker. She's showing Joanne the locker where her and Steve have like this secret place where they exchange. So for me, I'm like, okay, I get it why she went to go and meet Joanne. Maybe she had like some sort of sympathy, even if she was expecting to die, she was expecting Joanne to at least like come around. To your point though, Divian, I completely agree. I think it's thick of her to do it. Yeah. I think it's from police officer's point of view to yeah. ever do it. Yeah. I was in her situation. See, I was see, I was more upset about that than I was about about Ian Buckles being real. Oh I, I was because I'm just thinking, what is wrong with you? You're a cop. You're because yeah. of because of what you do, like why mm. would you be so trusting? And not just that, you police the police. I felt like yeah. that was quite a backward step on her character as well. Because see yeah. one to five, she'd been portrayed as this badass, really intelligent, and here she is literally like risking her life like something she, like and it just, you said it just didn't make sense she went with someone that she was knew was fishy to you know yeah it, it just didn't really make sense like like for example i mean i mean sorry rob for no, example no, I, I know we talked me and rob talked um a few a few i think it was a few weeks ago maybe a few months ago that we thought at the at the beginning of the first the beginning of this last season we thought that kate and and joanne were lesbians I thought that, uh, yeah, I thought that's where they were going to go we, down. We know, yeah, because we know Joanne is, right? Because obviously, um, I can't for the life of me remember that, that the, her partner's name that she dumped. Farida. Thank you, right? So we know Joanne is. So to, 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 to mine and Neil's point, it, it, it would have made, for her to be so trusting and so, in, in a sense, loyal to Joanne, she have, would have had to have been a lesbian with her. Mm. That's the only way it would have worked. Because even if you know someone's fishy, if you're in love with that person, which I thought they were going to be based yeah. on their interaction, then you deal with you, then you go with it because you're in love with that person. So you want to see the best in them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that would have made more but, sense as well because because obviously there was a, there was a sub story where Kate had um had like issues with I think it's her ex husband and the kid, right? So that yeah that could have yeah. led to that, but. Then it just didn't. And like there's little things that they that they from a writing perspective that they did, but they just didn't capitalize on. Like, for example, you know, they were in the pub and they were holding hands. Or, mm. you know, she was I I don't think no, she didn't stroke her hair, but she was they were holding hands. Like, I'm not being funny. If you're gonna tease that they're lesbians and knowing where this is gonna go, make them be lesbians. Make them have, you know, problems, make make Kate have problems at home, which I believe she did. And, you know, that would make me go, oh, okay, fine. You know, she, you, you know she's fishy, but you're willing to give her the benefit of the doubt because you know she's in trouble and you know that you're in love with her and you're in love with each other. Mm. Neil? Yeah, I think, um, so like with Kate, Correct me if I'm wrong. It was season three where she was sleeping. Oh, I don't know if it was season three, but she was sleeping with a guy who had a wife. I think I think that was two, wasn't it? Isn't that when she she left because she was too close to the case or something? Because she was, if I'm rightly, she was sleeping with. Um, 
I can't remember the blonde one name that was in the. So you remember the first one? They they were doing the the transport of Hunter, and then the blonde one was there. And it was hit her husband that she was banging. I think. That's another story they missed out on capitalizing on. Yeah, like again, this the director or whoever writes it has just been really shit with capitalizing on that. But then, <clears throat> like you just got Steve shagging everyone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Five minutes, man. You don't need to sleep with every single, you know, female character we come across on the show. Mm. All right, that's an but you know, he he does have like a lot of relationships which i think are a bit meaningless over time because there's no like sorry go on please no that was it sorry you go you sure yeah yeah Yeah. so i i think just just as you mentioned steve there's 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 another another plot hole that i found right the the occupational health thing like him being on drugs and all that sort of stuff and him missing appointments that was a huge missed story there too like i'm not gonna mm. be funny what mm. what you can do with that now like there's a huge thing about him you know urgent uh, occupational health appointment and you must you must come in and you must you know da, 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 da. and he and they just don't do anything with it no you, you you set you set the table where you show him you know taking taking pills and basically spiraling out of control and you know you losing his Losing his 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 thoughts and you know his back spasms and all this kind of stuff. You see him in pain. You see the the struggle, that kind of stuff, and you know the the problems with he has being tortured and that sort of stuff. Like, why not? Why not explore that further? You've got the scope. You've got you know it's a series. You you've got an hour per episode. You've got the scope mm. to do that. Fucking do it. I've got a further plot hole to add, which I thought made no sense, and no one else called out on it. Right. Steve's got back problems, right? He's got back problems. His back's fucked, right? He's about yeah. five foot ten. Yet in every episode, you notice where he got his pills from? The top cupboard where he has to where he has to oh. stretch to reach it. Yeah. Like what, what? Why? Why? Why is he doing that? Also, you know what I mean? didn't he fucking take his pills and wine? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah that's gonna fuck you up at least give you some sort of adverse reaction you can't do that and going to work fine the next day <laughs> and somehow he's doing it every night and he's fine and he's not even taking one tablet he's taking like three or four or something it's, it's just like it's, it's literally mate grab a handful in the mouth done it's yeah. not and 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 do you know how much wine he has to swallow to to to, to, to to digest those tablets so they go down. Like, he could die in his sleep. Mm. Yeah, literally, like, I'm not, like, I'm not being funny. Have him mess up a case. Have him, you know, come into work sticking of, of booze and shit. Have him throw up in a throw up in the middle of a case. Do something, you know, like, yeah. don't, 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 don't play the story of, oh, he's struggling and he can't cope with his life and blah, 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 like, in terms of, physically day-to-day life because of this addiction which you know he obviously has and then act like oh i'm fine on a case bullshit i yeah, think no sorry go I... on no. sorry no you go go on no you oh very generous sorry i'll, I'll pass it back to you in a sec um yeah i was gonna just gonna say i think that would have been some interesting um character development because 
yeah, like yeah, we had the thing with him and his drugs and him putting the. I mean, I'm sorry, it really bothers me. Him putting his fucking back drugs in the top cupboard. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, when he was at work, he was just good old Steve. Which I think, like to Dibian's point, I think that would have been really interesting to see. Like, because for the past what five seasons, he's been like a solid cop. But then at work, um, in his private life, has been a bit more. It's been something completely different. So it would interest interesting to see that merge, but. Yeah, we, that was never really played on, which I thought was was a shame. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, Neil. I'm going to pass it back to you. Sorry to make your point. Sorry. I really didn't like the way they tried to lead the audience to think Hastings is H or dodgy or with the money and um, Corbett's wife. Mm. And I think it was very cheap because... In- sorry, Neil. Um, remind me, is this, is this season five we was talking about? No, the final season, six. When he, um, when Steve's in John Corbett's wife's house, he finds like the stash of oh, cash. Oh, sorry. Mm. I'm sorry, go ahead. And he confronts um, Hastings like, oh, we know what you did with the cash. And he was, he was saying, you know, he kept it for X reason. And look, if Hastings was really H, it would have been made so obvious seasons ago. Like mm. there's no way. H can sit through, Dot can sit through, you know, Tommy Hunter, all these important figures being unraveled without someone slipping out that Hastings is H, you know, in a year or whatever it may be. I thought the play on trying to get the audience to be like, oh, like maybe he's corrupt. Maybe he's doing something at OCG. You can do a better storyline. Yeah. so, sorry, Rob, let me just, let me, no, no, that, it, literally, it literally popped into my head, right? Would you have preferred Hastings to be H then? If there was no build-up, if there was no, like, none of this money in the attic, Steve, like, confronting him. Again, actually, I don't, actually, don't, no, I, w- I, I wouldn't like him to be H, thinking about it. Because I'd be too annoyed that there were multiple opportunities for people he's encountered with in the past who have been either H or affiliated with H to have called him out on being H or to have mm. relied on him. It's like... I'm with you. But he didn't. He was never present. He was never made to be someone who works with the OCG. So I don't think Hastings would have been the right person to be H. Um Patricia Carmichael would have been a really good candidate. Mm. But then again, I struggle to think of anyone else. I don't feel like it would have been right to have Kate as H or as Steve Arnott as H. It may have had to have been someone really senior. Um, so you have the Asian Indian man and he works alongside the, the head of, of the police force, the lady, the really old lady sits in the chair and who may I know the one you mean. I don't know her name, but I know who you mean. Why wouldn't you put it towards that level of senior? Be like, there's something going up there, and there's a H up there who's dictating all of this. That would have been better. My only argument, sorry, do you mind? Sorry, I was gonna say, my only argument to that is could would you not say they did that already with um, what's that guy called Hilton? Oh, that's a good reminder. That's the yeah. only thing. Would that then? Would that the only thing with that is would they have been repeating themselves on that? Like I agree with what you're saying, but the only thing is it might have seemed a bit repetitive. So then I throw it back to you. Who would you have had as H as the unraveling? Um, me or Rob? Me or Rob? Actually, 
Um, so uh, as I was watching it, I don't know why. It was really weird. I, I had a weird feeling that they were going to put it towards Kate because I know, like you said, it, it wouldn't storyize. It wouldn't have made loads of sense. But we've seen her have like struggles with seeing her son and that. Um, she's she's gone undercover in pretty much every series. So maybe it could have been explained away as a thing of like, maybe she's going undercover to find people to frame so she can continue her work or something. That's maybe the way I thought they were going down. But then on the flip side, I thought, okay, that might have been A, too obvious. Um, or like just not made sense. Um, I think Carmichael would have been a pretty good uh, person because especially the way they ended it with like AC12 shutting down and Hastings going into retirement. Like they yeah. would have had that, you know, that... Um, the fourth man essentially leading it and being able to just control it from there. So I think that probably would have been one of the more ideal selections. Um, but I think any other one else like Steve or anything like that would have just been either too much of a bait and switch or just too obvious. Like it would have been the shock for the sake of the shock, but it, yeah. like story-wise you would have gone thinking, Oh, okay. It's like, imagine like imagine mm-hmm. in Avengers infinity war, right? They're having the last battle, right? Iron Man's there with the gauntlet. And out of nowhere, he just pulls out a machine gun, and just kills all the Avengers. Be like, yeah, it was it was me the whole time, guys. Like, you would have been like, what the fuck? So I feel like well, it would have had yeah. that sort of effect. So I think, yeah, I probably agree with you, Neil, on that sense. I think Carmichael would have been the most appropriate choice if that is how they choose to end it with, with season six. Do you guys remember Philip Osborne? Yep. Neil? I think so. Let me, uh, let me see what it looks like. Sorry, you carry on there. So... Do you guys remember that? I think it was the first scene of the first season where obviously uh, Kareem Ali gets shot and because they go into the wrong flat and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, um, oh, and he's like, oh, and they're in, they're in the bus. And he's like, oh, I want the Philip Osborne's like, oh, I want those statements contemplated by noon. The uh, suspect was coming for you. You shout on, please. Da, 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 da. And, and Steve's like, oh, um, an innocent man was killed, sir. I'm not. I won't lie. It took it took guts for my for our um officers to go in there, knowing that they could be blown to pieces, blah blah. And he goes, oh, um, he goes, didn't write the same the same bloody statement they did. And then he's like, you're finished. I would have preferred. I would have preferred, um, Philip Osborne to be H. Mm. That's because, not true. Because think about it, right? He gets pissed. That, I'm going to give you a little like hypothetical story now, right? Go for it. He gets pissed. He's already pissed at Steve Arnott because of, of the fact that Steve, Steve Arnott didn't, didn't you know, follow his orders and didn't do what he wanted to do. So he's, there's already a, a, a vendetta there between the two of them. And, you know, Steve Arnott's a bit of an asshole sometimes. He's, he does, he's a bit of a pompous bastard. Um, you know, he's like, oh, well, da, 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 you know, he said he said he said a thing about you know that that you guys must be creaming yourselves because they've got they want some big case or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the line what the situation was. So there's always a, there's 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 a bit of contention between the two of them. Now what's stopping Philip Osborne because he's high in the rank of officers anyway from being the head of OCG simply to get back at Steve who now works in AC12. I don't know if it would have been his sole purpose is to get back at Steve, but I think it, it would have just to, sorry, it wouldn't have had to have been because because he's be, he's benefiting from from OCG committing his crimes, right? Committing the crimes, right? That's, I'm sorry, yeah. So, like, 
his vendetta with Steve is just like <clears throat> part and parcel of his role, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I completely agree. My only question is like, when was the last time Philip Osborne's name was raised since season six? But then that isn't, isn't, I agree with that, but isn't that all the more reason why he, it would be a shock? But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, but it would have been a shock, but it would have been a you would you would then look back and go, hold on. Philip Osborne is senior and, and he has a bit and he and he has a and he has um you know a vendetta against Steve Arner. And so me you I, I would venture to say that you I don't know for sure, I would, but I would venture to say you wouldn't be as unhappy about that as you are about DS uh, Buckles. Yeah, I actually completely agree with that. And I think um, Philip Osborne's personality or his view on how they handled that situation is kind of in line with the culture of OCD. Yeah. Like, don't don't go babbling about what we've done wrong. Like, this, yeah. this sweep it under the rug, move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree, man. Uh, what do you well, think, Rob? Um, yeah, I think, I, I think Osborne would have been a better choice as well because... I think kind of what we learned from him because I think I don't think he actually appeared as a on screen after season one, did he? He was only spoken about and seen on like TV interviews and stuff like that, wasn't he? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing him in any sort of prominent role. Yeah, after season one. Yeah, I think yeah, he was just like name dropped and stuff. But I think the way he was portrayed in season one was like, listen, you know, I don't care about the result. Well, you know, but. You know, but we're going to kind of work together on this and just, you know, say you said, say this happened and no one has to say, know anything else. Um, I think the fact that we didn't see him for so long, but he was always kind of mentioned, I think it would have made more sense because ultimately he's still kind of doing his job, but then he's essentially benefiting from like the OCG operations. Which would have made a lot more sense for me than than Buckles. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of on board there. I would have much preferred that. That would have been a lot more satisfying for me than um than Buckles just coming in with his no comment bullshit. Um but then just to go on there from Ian Buckles, um, so apparently just to throw in another well, it's not really a theory, apparently it's a fact, but apparently it was kind of made very clear early on that it was gonna be Buckles. So do you remember in the very first season, I think it's the last episode. So do you remember the scene where Gates goes to confront Tommy Hunter at the golf club? Yes. And I know what you're going to say, yeah. Apparently, if you pause it about 45 minutes in, roughly, I can't remember the exact timestamp, but apparently you could see Buckles with his golf set going to play golf with Hunter in them. And there's like yeah. numerous yeah. references to um, Buckles and golf. So apparently it's been staring us in the face. So... That tells me that Jed was going to make Buckles hate the whole time. But then Not, it just, that sorry, just makes what? it even more... Sorry, sorry. That just makes it even more disappointing for me because then I felt the payoff was just so bland, to be honest, which makes me more sad. Not just that, but do you remember when, when Dot was revealed as the next guy once Tommy Hunter was arrested? The scene in the, the van, sorry. The scene in the van, yeah. Yeah. A small, small thing. Dot asks Buckles, oh, sorry, sir, because obviously Buckles was above him at that mm. point. Dot asks Buckles, sorry, sir, do you mind if I just have a, a quick word with, 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 uh, what does he refer to him as? 
as with the, with the perpetrator with the perp or something like that yeah. um it could be just just as part of our inquiries and buckle goes yeah no worries it is odd isn't it it makes you think like hold on a minute it's one of those once you know what's going to happen you look back at that's like oh that 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 makes that interaction a lot more like oh shit kind of thing but then do you feel like even the screenwriters knew that buckles was going to be h at that point in time or do you feel like it was a more of an on-the-cuff decision when they evaluated him, all the scenes, they looked back and they were like, yeah, fuck it, throw a dart, make it him? I don't think it was. I don't think it's the latter. I don't think it's, mm. I don't think it's you know, uh, throw a dart, make it him. I don't, I don't think that. Because with a, with a reveal like that, with a story as so well, and I don't think you guys can, I don't think you guys can disagree with me. You might, dis, you might dislike this ending, but the, the series as a whole it's been one of the most amazing series I've, I've ever seen in terms of modern day television, right? With a, with a series that is so well planned and so well executed from, from the screenwriting to the acting to all the things that go around, I do not think that it was a, on the, that it was a spur of the moment decision to have Buckles as, as, as H. I think to take Rob's point, I think he knew, Jed knew at this point, at, in the first season that okay this is what we're going to get to i did i read a thing that um when they were filming line of duty um so apparently they don't film it in order so they'll film like sort of ending scenes before like the the the, the scenes leading up to that um and apparently uh jed I, I can't remember where i read it but jed basically uh he he's as the series has gone he's still writing future episodes um yeah so i don't know if you maybe thought then like oh maybe it could be this person i thought no buckles is the man mate he's 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 the guy um but yeah the fact that they've thrown those easter eggs in there now i think back to it it's like actually yeah they probably kind of knew it was him but i felt like the only thing i would say is maybe they weren't sure how to do the reveal because yeah when it came to that last one i it was just so it was just like oh yeah there's your h there you go thanks thanks for watching see you later um, I yeah. yeah yeah see i'm you know it, it's one of those things as a screenwriter you're always open to change you're, and mm. rob knows this you're always open to change you're always open to to you know um okay well i've got my blueprint but let's you know if someone if there's a way to make this thing better or bigger or more impactful whatever else then i you know then i'm I'm willing to listen to ideas and I'm willing to change. I'm willing to, you know, I'm not, this is not set in stone. So mm. yeah, I, I to take, to take Rob's point. I do think there was a, uh, a thing of him, you know, writing future episodes and be like, okay, well, okay. What if this works? What if that works? You know, you've got these, you've got these jigsaw pieces and, you know, they all fit together in different ways. So how, how, what's the best way that we're going to, what's the best way it's going to fit together? Mm. So yeah, you could be right, and also Neil, I just I you know jump in if you want to, but I you know Rob knows I'm a I'm a big wrestling fan, right? And um, in wrestling, they always have a saying. Before I say this, Neil, how, how are you familiar with wrestling? Or, and I do have a point, Rob. I promise. Uh, I used to watch it when I was really young, but I stopped watching it during my teen years. But I'm I'm quite familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So they always say, "I'm going to write." This is in the way they do storylines, I'm going to write my, my main event of WrestleMania mm. first. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to set that up first and then I'm going to work backwards. And I'm, and, and then I'm going to do, 
I'm going to work backwards and I'm going to write my ending first. The ending of the rest of the ending of the wrestling calendar is WrestleMania. I'm going to write my ending first and then I'm going to work backwards and, and plan how we get to that ending. That's that's sort of how I see this. Mm. Where they plan the ending, that where they plan the ending of Line of Duty. Okay, well, H is going to be this guy. H is going to be Buckles. And, you know, I'm going to put, if I'm, if I'm Jed, I'm going to put little things in there, like we just talked about, that makes you think, ah, Buckles is, he's, he's, he's a character, but he's not an interesting character, you know? Mm. Planning for that eventual shock factor. Yeah. That's the thing. He's just not an interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I was, I think I was, I was shocked, but I did, I was disappointedly shocked. I wasn't like, oh shit, like, yeah. this is insane. Like, I can't believe it's in, but I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong kind of shocked, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, you can't, there is such thing as a good and a bad shock. And yeah, I think cool. bad shock. Um, I don't know. I feel like they could have just made him more of a personality, could have represented him more, better. Um, but as you said, you know, he was the ditzy character being controlled by OCG. So you wouldn't have expected him to be in H. But if, if you're going to put so much emphasis on H, who H is, mm. it has to be a bigger character. You yeah, can't. Yeah staring at a blank whiteboard with the letter H trying to figure out who it is yeah. and make it just Ian Buckles who's been sitting in the office doing paper, paperwork and fucking that up for like <laughs> back to <laughs> he can't because I, mean, I, I just I'm with you on that because I'm like because I'm thinking the week prior this whole this whole line of duty thing was in mainstream television as in like hmm. mainstream news mainstream you know mainstream media they were talking about it everywhere everybody on the street on everybody in the street and the street's mother were talking about we're talking about line of duty like oh okay, oh, well, oh my god i can't wait for this can't wait for that can't wait for this and the media were feeding into that mm. all of that press and you know in this day and age in terms of television people people tune in the tune out they tune in the tune out the tune in the tune out it's not it's, it's very hard for someone to create something where everybody's fucking focused on it. The mm. only time I've seen that much press and, and, and this is, this is, this is, this is in the times that we are. The only time I've seen that much press is when this country went into lockdown for the first time. Yeah. And it was a build up to the lockdown. That was yeah. the only time I've ever seen that much press for something, for an event that's going to happen on television until this line of duty, until this H thing came out. Hmm. So I'm with you on that, Neil. I agree with that. Like, like all of that, all of that, all of the promos, all of the build-up, all of the interviews, all of everything, and for for H to be revealed as it was, not who it was, but the way they did it. So that means you're also not satisfied with the ending, then? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not satisfied with how they finished it. I don't mind, I don't mind the finish as in like who it was, but it could have been done better. Mm. Quite so, so it's not, it's not who the, who the problem, who the person was. You guys are mm. unsatisfied with who the person was. Very. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not unsatisfied with that. 
I'm unsatisfied with the reveal of it. Mm. Yeah. And the Rob way Wood. they chose to reveal it. Yeah, I think... I mean, I'm, I, I agree. I think if it was going to be Buckles, I think, like you said earlier, it just had to be done in a much more interesting way, whether it was the split personality or some other way, just something that's not him just sitting in an, off, an interview going, no comment, no comment about 15,000 times. Yeah. Um, and, and, then, and then he turns around and he turns around and one piece of dialogue I really didn't like. It, it won't, you know, he turns around and goes, I've made my, my right mugs out of you lot. Well, no, you haven't. You yeah. Didn't because, you, yeah. because you didn't. It you, felt like it felt like they had no coffee. real idea on how to kind of portray him in in that sense. Like once it was revealed, like oh, do we do this? Do we do we you know make him this spectacular or just nope, just 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 kind of show it kind of thing. Um, but I felt like they could have done so much more with him as a character, really. And he just it was just I think that's what made it worse. Like yeah, if it, if it had been done in a way where, where he like. You know, when they're like, yeah, you know, yeah, we know it's you. You're fucked. And he turns around and is like, well, good evening, Hastings. You know, the eyes turn, you know, his head tilts and shit. Then, then I would have been like, oh, my God. Okay, this is incredible. But yeah, that would have been sick. Yeah. yeah. But so otherwise, guys, otherwise, so to be honest. Actually, yeah. No, because otherwise, but, you know, the way they've done it, it may as well just been Bill from the Red Lion, you know, just a random dude. But so then you so then actually, if you if if you think about it, we all agree with each other. No, because I think Ian was dog shit to be yeah. H. Okay, okay. Made him dog shit. So uh, I just think they could have just redid the whole ending. That would have made it a whole lot better for me. And there's too many things I would like them to have changed to say I'm content with anything. Mm. I think probably the way I describe it. Um, I'm with you on that. I, I just I just think there's so much stuff that is left unsaid, and sometimes. Mm leaving things unsaid in the, for the sake of storytelling is a good thing. But in this instance, it wasn't because there's so many, there's so many story points that, that you could have played with as a writer that you, that you've already established. The hardest thing ever is establishing a conflict. The hardest thing ever is establishing story where people are fucking hooked and they mm. can't wait to see what happens next. You've fucking done that. And yeah. you ruined the ending. I'll tell you one thing in season six that I, I really hated. It was in the final episode where they spent about 15, 10, 15 minutes going with Fairbank and whether he was Joanne's dad and all this shit. And then we had to watch him piss himself. And I was just like, what is going What? Why is this in here? What is the point? Fucking time. That's, oh, it's just, yeah, it just makes me cringe thinking about how they went about it, to be honest. Yeah. And it just, it just had no impact. Like, I didn't feel any different after all that, to be honest. Yeah, like I don't. I feel like that that ten minute section that they clogged up with, they could have either maybe developed buckles or just done anything else. You know, the other thing I didn't like is I didn't like the I didn't like the the and this is not because I this is not because I got a disability as well. I had nothing to do with that, but I didn't like the fact that I don't understand what I don't understand the use of the of the of the the mentally disabled character. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't do much for me. Do you know. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Terry Boyle. That, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, the Down syndrome guy. Yeah, I I can't. I don't. And I don't. I don't mind. I mean, I've got cerebral palsy myself. I don't really. And and rubble tell you, I'm, I make fun of myself. So it's not. Mm. A, it's not a case of. It's not a case of you know using disabled people. Look, if it fits the story, fucking use it. Like I'm not mm. like you know if if I was if I was an actor 
and I have to, and I've got, you know, I've got um, crutches. If I was an actor and I had to be beaten to death with my own crutch, right? If that, if that fit the story, if that was, if that was going to, you know, if that was going to help the characters, help the story, do it. Beat me to death yeah. with my own crutch. I don't give a shit. You know, I really don't <laughs> care. But, you know, I, I just don't, Terry Boyle's impact mm. as a character didn't do much for me. Mm. Here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a theoretical scenario for you. What if Terry was revealed as H? No, no, it looks like a no across the board. No, it's. He, I mean, he had quite a prominent role for like the first few series. He he did. He, a uh, you think he's fucking a mastermind of OCG? <laughs> yeah, he, he he did, but he doesn't have. And I'm really sorry. This is not. This is not discriminative whatsoever. Mm. But he doesn't have the capacity as a character mm. to build something like that. Yeah, completely. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the capacity. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the thought process. The same critique that you would use as Buckles mm. against yeah. Buckles being being H <laughs> is the same critique I would use with Terry Ball being H. Absolutely, fair enough. I Rob on this one. I think Rob's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing about Terry Ball though is he had quite a prominent role for like the first few seasons. Um, like I know he was pretty much being used for somewhere to store the corpses and stuff, but he was still like pretty yeah. prominent. So the way he like, I think it was quite. I, I quite like the shock value of him being nicked and stuff. Yeah. And once he left, like I, I don't know. I felt a bit unsatisfied. I felt like his story didn't really. I felt like he just kind of left, and we just never didn't worry about him again. I felt like he just I, worked better. I wish he spoke up about Ryan in the interview when Ryan tried to fucking drown him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I pointed at Ryan. He's been like that. That bastard tried to kill me. But again, like it's another opportunity that the writers missed out on. Point towards Ryan. Get Ryan yeah. in the interview. Get him speaking. Get something going. Because yeah. you know what? Make Ryan sit there in the interview room, put a gun in his mouth, and blow, blow his own brains out. Yeah, that would have been entertaining. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, oh god, just change it up like there were so many opportunities for it to be development and for it to all connect but mm. work out see the thing is i would i would have preferred let me think i would have preferred ryan to be h if they were going to change it i would have preferred ryan to be h i think because it was too that was the only issue mm. what again Neil, you cut out I think it was only because he was too young. He was the only issue. Yeah. And you had a H to groom him and make him. Mm, uh, true. Yeah. Fair mm. enough. But the thing is, from a story perspective, would it not be interesting for us to find out who H was before the police did? Yeah. So like, say, for example, yeah. we know Ryan is, hypothetically, we know Ryan is H, right? Mm hmm before the police does some he does something or we, he has like an envelope or a laptop or something perfect example right so so that scene where joanne davidson is talking on the laptop like this to this person who who obviously we know is h the end the cliffhanger of that episode could have been the laptop replying give like a screen of the laptop replying to those messages from joanne 
I think do this, do that, do this, do that. And then if they pan up to the to the chair, the person to, to the to the chair sitting, and you see Ryan Pilkington. Mm. Bang. Yeah. Cliffhanger ending. Because then that sets up the 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 question in the audience's mind, how long before the before AC12 figure this out? And then you see the chase. Yeah. Yeah. You see them getting closer, you see them getting closer, you see them getting closer, and then bang. Yeah, I think that would have been a really great way to set up the final episode. Um, yeah. And obviously, we know it was Buckles, but I mean, even if they were going to go down the Buckles route, like we could have seen, they could have ended it with that and then maybe given us some kind of idea of what his motivations were because it's been like, what, a month and a half now? And I'm still not really sure what his motivations were for doing all of this. Like, I'm not sure if he was being blackmailed or or what. Like, I, it just, it, I don't know. It just feels a bit like, oh, yeah, we're going to make it buckles to, because why not? Yeah, because I go back to, you know, I go back to Tony Gates. You know, mm. he's, his motivation was, well, because they're going to fucking, he's going to fucking go to prison if he doesn't do this shit for, for Tommy Hunter. Mm. You know, because like as, as, as as um tommy hunter says you know i'm if you don't if you don't if you don't do what i tell you to do i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna release joanne uh, i'm gonna release lavish's body and you go down <laughs> to her murder yeah you know like that that kind of like you do you 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 feel for gates you know because mm. he's stuck his his woman you know was tricked duped him into covering her murder to when she was doing money uh, covering a murder up for her when she was doing money laundering and you mm. feel for Gage. It's like, what the fuck, man? Then his wife leaves. Then his wife leaves him because you know <laughs> he's 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 having because she's found out he's had an affair with some woman. Yeah, you know, it's like how much can one man take? I love how he just killed himself at the end. Yeah, just best way. See that I respect. It's the best way to go. No bullshit. He just threw himself in front of a truck. Yeah. I probably just in this position. <laughs> That was a great shock value scene as well because it's just like you just see the truck hit him and it's like oh my god, yeah. Um, but we're talking a lot about missed opportunities. I'll tell you what I felt was another missed opportunity was um, the scene in the cell. I can't remember which episode it was in series six where they where the guy slipped buckles, not buckles, his name, Lakewell's throat, and buckles was just stood there. Like considering that he was H, I found it really weird that he was just there making tea. Like, God, I don't know, mate, you know, and the guy's just there, like, slitting his throat, and there was just, like, no reaction. I thought, hold on a minute, if, now I think back to it. If he was H, why did he not give a shit? You know, because... I think it kind of ties into, like, he was the pawn, and he was never really, like, the executive decision-maker. Yeah. Sorry, like, Rob, 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 sorry yeah. mate. Remind me of that scene, please. So it's the one where... Sorry, um, it's the one where Lakewell goes um, into the cell with Buckles and he's there making tea or coffee, whatever he's making. And then he's like, oh, it's just an introduction or some some line like that. And then one of the other prisoners comes in and slits, slits Lakewell's throat and kills him. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I thought yes. that could have been, been played on a bit more considering what was to come. I got you. Um, see, that's, see, that's the thing. Because he didn't react, Mm. is that more telling than him reacting considering what we know about him now but he hasn't really been portrayed as like a, a sociopath or anything like that he did i mean he barely had a personality to be <laughs> honest <laughs> that's true yeah um so everything so yeah i mean it's like i said if, if we'd seen something about him that that was like okay you know he's got like a sick side or something 
then fair enough. But he was just, just he was the same personality threat. Even when he was getting like, threatened in one, I think it was season, I can't remember what season it was. You know, the one where Kate goes undercover in his team and they, Steve and um, Hastings threaten him. Even then, he's just got like no personality. He's just is like, that the, what, is it that season two after Gates? No, 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 that's in season one because Gates get taken off the case. Yeah. And, and Buckles gets put in his place. Yeah, I think it was that one. And they they encounter him in the alleyway and they're like, listen, if you blow or cover, you know, we'll make we'll make life hard for you. And even in there, he's just like, there's just not there's just nothing. There's nothing that tells me anything about him. So yeah, him being the big big bad guy was yeah, I just think everything about the way he was built up in every scene um just doesn't didn't really give us much to go off. So I just felt like scenes like the one in the cell could have given us yeah. something like Okay, now we look back to it, or just, or like, even just set it up for the, for the last episode, you know. Which goes back to my point: it's not, it's not about the reveal, as much as it's about how they revealed it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, and Neil, jump in. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. You know, I, I don't know what you think, but it's just, it's, it's. Had they done what Rob has said. In, in certain points, and that's just one example. I'm sure there's others. I can't think of I can't think of all of them at the moment. But you know, had they done what, what Rob was alluding to, maybe it would have made more sense. You know? Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. I it'd be interesting if they could have batted it with a different character, but yeah, with like the whole play on how they don't reveal buckles, I think would have been very key. And like probably the catalyst is to Mm. making him hang. um yeah apologies i actually need to jump off but i'm happy for you guys to carry on if that's okay no worries mate no worries uh, but this is to all the listeners i guess thank you for having me rob and divian it's been a pleasure pleasure all mine, mate you as well um and it's great to actually meet another line of duty fan mainly yeah. because I feel like a lot of people are subtle watchers of it. It's not really a show that people go and jump on, you know, the roof mm. and, and shout about, but it's also one that once you start watching, people really watch it and they avidly yeah. become. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. It's, to, we need to do this again, mate. Well, it feels like we've mainly covered season six in this conversation. So I think what would actually be good is if in the next episodes, Line of Duty related, we could explore alternatives to H. Yeah. But looking at prior seasons and characters who appeared yeah i'm i'm good for that rob i'd be up for that most definitely yeah but you guys carry on i will leave you to it and thank you once again for having me no worries mate thanks for jumping on have cool. a good evening Bye. cheers mate. awesome so just me and divian remain um i think we'll, i think we'll save some more of this discussion for a, a future day yeah um I'm just going to ask you a couple of cheeky line of duty questions. Then we'll probably call it there. Go ahead. Um, so we've, I mean, we'll take a little break from the story and stuff and the hate reveal. Um, Cause I think, yeah, we've spent about an hour roasting in buckles. Yeah. So <laughs> it has been an hour, but yeah. time goes fast, man. Um, so a uh, little question for you, your favorite character in the whole series. That isn't one of the main trio. Let's make it interesting. And I'll tell you mine after. Do, do you want to guess? I've, I have a feeling I, I I can guess if you want me to have a stab at it. I'll give you a line. Eh? 
You take a shot of the king. Make sure you kill him, son. Good old DCI Tony Gates. <laughs> what about you, mate? Uh, oh, it has to be Doc for me. I, I, I loved him. I thought he was great, to be honest. Really? I, 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 just, I, just love, I just love the fact that... So first of all, I really like how he's revealed to be the caddy. And then... That, I, that was good, yeah. Was yeah, good. and then I liked going forward, like how we saw the two sides to him. Like like I was mentioning earlier, yeah. like in terms of to the police force, well, barring maybe uh, Neil Morris's character, whose name I can't remember, but like to the like, majority of the police force, he was this good copper. He was getting promotions. He was, oh, what a guy. And in reality, he, you know, he was a dick. He was bent. He was killing people, bribing people. Um, and it was just, and I think he just, he just held, brought the story together so well. Yeah. Um, to when it was eventually uh, revealed, when everyone obviously found out what he really was. Um, and I don't know, I kind of feel like it wasn't the same once he was gone. Like, it was still good, but yeah, he, he was just iconic for me. See, I, I, I really, I really, really liked... Second, second favourite is Tony Gates. I really liked Lindsay Denton. She was, she was a very good character, to be fair. I just, I, there's something about her I, and I think I don't know if it's it's the writing of her character is mm. just as good as the actor playing it. Yeah, I think is it Keely Hawes? I think plays her. She's, yes. she's a, a brilliant actress, to be fair. She's in Bodyguard funny, as well. Yeah, I'm not being funny. You could literally have the best dialogue, the best scenes, the best whatever, the best circumstances, and the actor playing them is shit. Yeah, absolutely fucking shit. <laughs> like I'm not being rude, but like. It's very hard for the both of them to get put together. Mm. You either have one or the other. Yeah. You either have a really bad actor and good dialogue, or really bad dialogue and a good actor. Mm. It, it's one or the other. Do you kind know, of like a perfect blend for her, isn't it? This, she played it to a T. Yeah, this was one of the rare times where it was, you know, both of them fit together. The only yeah. other time I could think of that in terms of television was only Fools and Horses. Great show. Great show. Great show. And I know this is a line of duty podcast, but I had to mention that because I had because the dialogue in Only Fools and Horses plus the characters plus the situations banged. That mm. is money. Do you know? And it's the same thing with the line of duty show. Mm. And I, Lindsay I, Denton. That's fair enough. I think if I had to pick a second, it's a tough one. I think Lindsay Denton's up there. I quite like Carmichael, though. I have to say, I, I thought I like Carmichael. As I well. hated her, but it, but that it wasn't because oh, like I just you know it wasn't because the actress, but I just yeah. she played it just to a T. Yeah, it was um, it was it was the kind of heat that you want to get. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's good heat. You know, it, when you've got that level of when you've got as you as we say nuclear heat on someone mm. at that level. That's when you know that that you that you've done a good job, yeah. Like, because she was designed to be hated. Mm. I like the fact that she showed no emotion too. She was a very yeah. cold sort of. She had a cold exterior. There was no sort of. You never saw. You never saw her emotional. Yeah. Ever, ever. Even even Joanne Davidson, you saw her getting emotional at the end of the first series, end of the mm. first episode of the first, second uh, sixth series. Mm. The, the scene where I don't know if you remember she goes into the flat and she chucks a, gl- a glass of wine at, at a photograph. Yeah, you saw her getting emotional. 
you never saw Carmichael getting emotional. Never. No. Yeah, maybe if they, yeah, say sorry, maybe if they make another one, if they do, it might be interesting to explore like more of her personal life and stuff. Because I imagine she'll be quite a central character, but only only time will tell. I think. Yeah. Um. All right. My final question, and then we'll call it an, a day. Yeah. Uh, an interesting one. It's quite a broad one. But what was your favorite scene of the whole series, one to six? Are we talking? We're talking all seasons, right? All seasons. If you had to pick one like scene that stands out to you, what would it be? That's a tough one. Um. Um. Think. My immediate reaction is to go to Tony Gates' death. Yeah. Because I, I must admit, I was I was so deep. Like when I was watching it live, I've watched it since then. Yeah. When I was watching it live, when it was coming, because I've I've I watched them in real time, one to five as well. And I've watched him on loop, on repeat. But when I was watching it live, I was actually depressed when he died. I was super <laughs> depressed. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. But but depressed in a good way, you know? Yeah. Not depressed because I oh, a fucking shit ending. But, you know, depressed and like, oh man, that was, that was... That, that you're never going to see him again. That was bad. I was, I, was, I was on the verge of, I'm not going to lie, I was on the verge of tears. I was like, mate, how could you, how could you kill one of the... One of the best, and I believe Lenny James was the actor. Um, yeah. And how could you kill one of the best characters in that series? Tony Gates made the series for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, at least, though, at least he went out in an epic fashion, though. Like, he didn't just, yeah. like, have a heart attack or something boring. Like, he went out literally with a bang. Yeah. Um, Dying. Like, I'm not being funny. The only thing, the only thing I didn't, the only thing I didn't, I didn't, I don't agree with is, is, the reason why he died mm. because he has proved before he died, he proved that he wasn't in the wrong that they were, that, mm. that he was being controlled by this because he had a recording device on Tommy Hunter. So realistically, if he'd stayed alive, you know, they would have helped him. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would, they probably, probably, probably would have gone to jail. Mm. Um, or he wouldn't have got he wouldn't have gone to jail for a, and served a large sentence because his evidence would have come into account. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was the only thing I would say about that. Your favorite character? Favorite, my favorite scene. So favorite, sorry, you said favorite scene. Sorry, yeah, sorry. So there's probably two standout ones, but so probably my favorite scene because it was such like a it was like oh my god, it was probably the scene at the end of season three where they're in the interview room with Dot. And then he sends the text message, urgent exit required. And then just the, the way it just kicks off from there, you have, you know, they have, you have them shoot through the glass, they bolt, um, you know, there's the chase scene, Kate chases her down. And it's like, all of this that we've watched just comes to a head in that, in that moment. And it leads this, on to this. Sorry, this is season. Sorry, season three. three? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where she, where she chases Dot, right? Yeah. She chases them all around with the sniper. And then yeah, eventually yeah. he, he sadly dies. I think, yeah, that, and if I was to pick a joint winner, because it's one that also sounds like, I really like the scene in season five where, you know, where they're playing poker and then there's like, you, can, you know, Corbett, because he wants to help the, the girls get out and um, you can hear the moaning and he kicks the door open. It's just some random guy standing there going, ugh, ugh. And he's like, what the fuck? And then you see um, Pilkington slit his throat. Oh, I love it, mate. It's such a shock value as well. Because the thing is, you just see, you just see, I believe they're having sex in that, in that, in that, in that that scene when they supposedly yeah because obviously they were um yeah. so they like, were doing like human trafficking weren't they yeah like i'm, I'm not I'm like 
you're already disturbed and yeah. you think, man, you can't get any more disturbing than that. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, it's just so shocking and like, oh my God, like, I just, like, I did not see that coming at all yeah. when I watched that. Because those kind of scenes are, are, are like distraction scenes. So like, say for example, he kicks the door in and is like, oh shit, like the, the, that's the human trafficking going on right there. So mm. your entire focus as a viewer is on that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Your entire focus of viewer is on that. And all of a sudden, <laughs> done. Yeah. It's just so, yeah, shocking and unexpected. So, yeah. It's like in the first season when they slit uh, Jacqueline Navity's throat. Like, yeah. wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, the, the guys come in. You think they're going to mug the place. Yeah. Based on how they dress, whatever. And they punch Tony Gates out. And, <laughs> and like, oh my. And that's the fucking cliffhanger. And yeah. you're thinking, what the fuck? I love it. I love it. So, yeah, probably... Probably between those two. Um, I'd even be inclined to go for Corbett's death just because it's so much more shocking and unexpected. Yeah. Like, yeah. my expectations were completely subverted. I thought he was going to open the door. He's going to see, sorry to say, I thought he was going to maybe see, like, a rape or something or, like, oh, my God. And there's just him, there's some random guy standing there looking at him, like, ugh, ugh. And I was there, like, okay. And the next thing you see, <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. I, I love it. It's Yeah, I, I'd actually probably put that over Dot's death, actually. Really, it's it's just so, so when you don't when you haven't seen it before, it's so shocking and unexpected. One thing that stood out to me on Dot's death, just to go back to that, yeah, yeah, is that of all the bad things he's done, he still felt something for Kate because they were going to kill Kate and they didn't. Yeah. He stood in front of her and they killed him. That's why he died. It was almost like a redemption arc, and then he. He, d- he gave his um, dying declaration as well. So it was a nice little redemption for him at the end. Yeah. Even though he was still a pretty terrible person. Um, it was a nice, I-, I thought that was a nice way for him to go out. It was so epic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, well, that brings us to a close. Uh, we'll definitely have to do another Line of Duty podcast because, I mean, there's, there's actually, I didn't realize how much there is, but there's actually so much to talk about. So, they, they, do you know what, mate? We didn't even scratch the surface. Like, oh. It's been it's been my pleasure, but we didn't even. I want to do this again because we didn't even scratch the surface of how much we just talk about. Definitely, I think we'll definitely arrange a follow up to this. We'll do yeah. a part two. Um, is that is that a guarantee, Rob? I, th- I think that's a guarantee. We will have to get Neil involved as well. I think the three of us can have another uh, another uh, session talking about this. Yeah. But Divian, mate, thank you very much for for joining. Uh, thank you for Neil as well, who uh, had to uh, shoot off early. But um, many big thanks to him. Um, but we are going to call it there. So for those of you who've been listening, uh, thank you very much for listening. Follow on Facebook. Um, show Divian some love over here. Um, and I will see you soon uh, in another podcast. What that will be about, I don't know. We'll definitely arrange a, a part two to this um, where we'll talk more about Line of Duty. And uh, yeah, have a good day. Stay safe. and. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks, guys. See you later.